and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 126. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. Dude, how are you doing this week? How's it going? It's been pretty good. Like, I'm looking forward to having Thursday and Friday off for Thanksgiving, though. It's been, like, particularly busy at work for the last, like, week or two. So I'm just, like, I don't know. I haven't even had time to go to the gym someday, like, most days. At least, for, like, there was an entire week I missed the gym because I was just, like... Oh, wow. I don't have time. I got to get home. There's like an hour of traffic. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. Other than that, I'm looking forward to having like a four day weekend next week. Uh, Not much. Nice. I've made some headway on eBay. Finally, I'm posting everything. Yeah, because I've been trying to sell stuff like in person on like Facebook and Craigslist and stuff. But it's going very slowly, so I'm finally listing things individually, like giant bundles of DVDs and games and like Blu-rays. I'm like, oh, I'll just put each one, one at a time, on eBay. I mean, hey, I mean, one step at a time, I guess. You'll yeah, get there I, eventually. It's taking some time, but at least I I, I sold Stranger Thing season two uh, on Blu-ray. Oh, I was like, so what? <laughs> That's a comedy button reference, yes. Uh, uh, but. Dude, I sold that shit for profit. I almost sold it double the price I bought it for. I literally keep forgetting that Netflix makes physical copies of their stuff because it's like their streaming service. Why would they do that? Yeah, I I bought it. I remember getting it at Target on Black Friday because they had a bunch of them and they're like $10 for the the whole season Blu-rays. So I got them both. And then uh, I never opened them and watched them. And I'm like, why did I get these? I just, I I realized... It was not even necessarily Stranger Things, which, you know, it was cool when it came out, but looking back, I don't really, it's not something I care too much about, honestly. And mm. looking at the design of the box, it's like VHS style. That's what That's interested cool. me. That's why I was interested. And then I'm like, I don't need this. So yeah, I sold it for like 20 bucks and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was pretty funny, but yeah, I'm making, I'm, I'm just trying to list some stuff there uh otherwise i'm like making some headway in destiny i'm trying to get as much done as possible before the 30th anniversary stuff comes out in early december yeah dude i'm so far behind on destiny i and the annoying thing is it seems like every time i want to get back to destiny something else happens where it's like oh it's halloween i'll, I'll play a horror game resident evil 2 oh, what you're re- saying is you choose to play other things that's true destiny it's it's time. all it is it is all choices but also now yeah. halo's out and i don't have a choice on that <laughs> I, I've already, I played, I, oh, I actually, I could, I'll say it real fast. I played enough ranked and I got placed in gold six. Yeah. Uh, in the ranked. Yeah. It's like mid, there's like six, uh, categories. It's like, I think bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, and onyx, which onyx is just, there's no, like each one has like six levels within each category. So I'm at the end of gold. So like my next level is platinum one. Nice. I haven't tried ranked yet it's it's fun because i need to yeah. try that because I, I tried a little bit of uh quick play and big team battle last night and got super frustrated because i am bad at this game apparently oh man <laughs> i actually dude i finished two games this week i was so happy day two days in a row it was like halo 5 which i'll talk about not this episode but in a future episode and uh i platinum last of us part two finally oh yeah out of the you, way. You, and, you know there's nothing to talk about there I, we've already done a whole episode on that Good game but, makes you sad yeah. I'm just happy it's done. I got the plan. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Shelving this baby back to the depths with the <laughs> now to go back and I'm like, oh, what do I what do I want to play next? Do I want to play Outer Worlds on? 
PlayStation or I'm feeling some RTS again. I want to play some Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Mm. Yeah, PC. I got to I, I got my next thing. I got like halfway through Halo Wars and I keep forgetting about that. Or Halo Wars 2. I finished Halo Wars 1 finally. Mm. Uh but I need to get back to Halo Wars 2 cuz that explains the banished and that's what's important to halo infinite supposedly at least oh, i know man. who they are now i got that far <laughs> oh but dude in, in destiny i have four guildings i'm trying like two four seals i'm trying to guild for the season oh, yeah. and then each one is like two of them are annoying because like dredgen and oh, uh yeah. unbroken are both like one step away each but they're just annoying steps where unbroken it's actually easier you just got to get a good team yeah unbroken the, is uh, the um, crucible oh it's the crucible one okay yeah so uh the last thing i need to do is get a four win streak in glory so the survival mode i have mm. two already and i'm trying to get a group together I, i'm not doing it without a group now because i'm like i just need two more wins and i get the seal gilded and i'm done with crucible until february nice <laughs> yeah unless the dawning makes me do it i'm, I'm gonna be done with it and yeah, uh freaking dredgen i'm like it's the thing where it's like get 50 wins and gambit and i'm like oh my god i'm at like uh i want to say i have like 14 left it's either i think it's 50 yeah i'm like i'm at like 14 left i'm at like 36 wins now and it's just taking forever but also like the seasonal ornaments are annoying because they're like oh to get the ornament for the rocket launcher, you have to reset all three. So like Vanguard, Gambit, uh, Crucible. You have to reset your uh, your whole level with them, and then build up almost to the to a second reset. It's like the step behind that ranking to get the ornament, which I've done for Crucible because I played the shit out of it this yeah. season. But Crucible goes pretty fast. So vanguard is taking forever gambit i'm getting there i finally just reset once and i'm like oh god now i gotta build up again (laughs) but i'm hoping within those 14 wins i need i'll get it by then yeah the thing that always bothered me about the dredgen seal at least i think this was one of the i don't know if they still make you do this but one of the things was get like four kills in one invasion and i am bad at killing people in invasion (laughs) even though they like they highlight where the enemy team is for you and everything it should be like as easy as you can make it you gotta make sure you got the right weapon that's the thing i'm just not that good at pvp i've been doing uh you take mythic class then it's already charged up so then you get the three shots there you just run in there and then you start sniping them must be nice to have one of those oh right i (laughs) I have already i've gotten all the exotic weapons and i've gotten all the catalysts and already masterworked them all it's great dude you want to know? Want to hear something that's gonna make you sad? Except for I think a- Agar's scepter is the only one I don't have because I haven't actually attempted it yet. Literally like the, the other day, Bungie tw- uh, posted an Instagram thing saying like one year since Crypto- uh, Crypt- Deepstone Crypt uh, was launched, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's been a year, and I still haven't even played it once." <laughs> you haven't played Deepstone? No, I never got around to it. Dude, you don't have Eyes of Tomorrow? Oh my no. god, dude! You know how un. You know how many times people played that raid just to get Eyes of Tomorrow? Oh, so many. Like, you mentioned one person on your raid was, like, or on your um, 50, Over 50. Was, like, yeah. He was, like, losing his yeah. mind. Yeah. No, it's, uh... Damn, dude, you, you suck at Destiny. I know. It's... <laughs> here's, like... It, I know it's you know like what's most... funny? I just got a clan notification saying, "Hey, anyone down to do a three-man Deepstone Crypt right now? Maybe oh, you can God. do that. Just do a three-man run." <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Like, I am over leveled for it at this point, so it's like it. It wouldn't even be like that hard. It's just that I've had so many 
bad experiences doing LFG on the Destiny app to do raids that like and it's not that every experience has been bad. I've had really good raid experiences and those are, feel fantastic. But the few bad ones that just waste like hours of your time well, and then they just like nothing happens. It, that's because that frustrates me. <laughs> that's because you still go into the old cave ways of LFG raids and don't have a clan to just run with. I do have a clan. I just don't talk to them. Dude, I told you, you could run with my clan. I mean, you can't be That's on fair. my clan. Yeah, no, I know. That, your, the, your clan the has, like, of... super high requirements and stuff like that. Yeah, you want to do 30, 30 deep stone crib clears? <laughs> I mean... And 30 vault of glass clears? I don't know. <laughs> and then you got to get a flawless run as well. Ooh. Yeah. I, mean, that'd be cool. I, I told I him, I'm like, I did Petra's, leave me alone. I did it for Last Wish. <laughs> don't bother me anymore. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, what's hilarious Why? is... We're still like four months away, or th- I'd say about three months away from uh, the next season. The next yeah, expansion. I think that's why I'm not like my breaking my back. Over so my clanmates are already saving up bounties. Really? Why? Yeah. Oh my god! For real? Yeah. More so the annoying ones. So like the clan bounties, uh, they're saving up now because like, oh, your gambit bounty for one character is to do ten gambit completions in that week with your clanmates with that character so that gets annoying yeah. so you want that out of the way and you don't want to you don't want to use that now you want to save that for later because it's like do you really want to do that again because of course you know clan bounties do a lot more xp than your normal dailies and mm-hmm. weeklies and stuff so those are very very good bounties but yeah i just thought that was funny anyway though this is sutra side talk our weekly show where we talk about what we've been watching and playing and some select news we'll usually do two pieces a week this week we actually got three because it's uh, a couple important things here and one less important but yeah it's uh it's it's gonna be the the main thing this week will be eternals that's what we're talking about this week and if we got time we'll see if we could talk about maybe a couple games or some movies we'll see what else we got time for but we actually saw Eternals yesterday in theaters, and we have, I don't want to say a lot to say about it. I'd say we have, like, an okay amount to say about it. Uh, it's it's yeah. not going to be as long as Shang-Chi or, yeah, I don't even know if, how long Black Widow was, but I feel like it'll be shorter than that as well, if anything. But we'll I feel so bad that I keep forgetting the Black Widow exists, the movie. I mean, it happens. It also, don't forget, Disney straight up said in a six-month span from, like, June to December, let's put out everything. Let's put out, like, what, four Marvel movies? Include If you want to count Spider-Man, there's four. And if you want to count Venom, five Marvel movies. Plus, like, uh, aren't they putting out Encanto in a second? Yeah, that comes out pretty soon. I've been seeing ads for it all over the place. Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of live action stuff. They got Fox stuff. They've been like flooding everything like nonstop with their stuff. It's it's crazy to the point where we, you know, you talked about it, the whole like Dunes at IMAX already. Yeah, that annoyed the shit out of me. I was hoping at least Eternals would be a good movie to justify it, but eh. I feel I feel bad for Dennis Villeneuve in that sense of just yeah. like he's been he he gave all that shit to WB 
for putting everything on HBO Max, and then he's like, it needs to be seen in theater, it needs to be seen in IMAX, and it's like, it, you know, they're like, all right, Disney's we're putting it in like, IMAX. No. <laughs> yeah, Disney's like, no, it's not even Warner Brothers, it's Disney going, you had your chance. <laughs> it's like, we had one week, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, shit. It's, it's like that move. meme, I don't even know what the what I will the say, in terms of theatrical, like, IMAX quality, I think Dune should have been in there longer. Yeah. Just for sheer spectacle, whereas Eternals... I don't think Eternals mattered one way. I feel like a not lot really. of Let's I feel like a... honestly majority mar- a lot of half the Marvel movies if not more don't matter if they're in IMAX like you're not seeing anything extra important. Oh, that's those. what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. Like certain visuals in this movie probably would have looked cool in in IMAX, but like it, the entire time I was watching Dune, I was like, "Damn, this probably would have been really cool in IMAX." <laughs> I would have felt the same exact way as I did with the movie, but at least I would have been like uh, sound and visual. That's yeah. that's about the only thing. But yes, we'll get into so it. We get to it. We'll be talking about that. Uh, the three new pieces though we're going to talk about is an update on the Activision Blizzard sexual harassment fiasco that still is continuing and actually got a little bit crazier. And then uh, we have uh, a bit of Star Wars news really fast with the movies. Uh, norm- this one I think is big enough to talk about just because it's like a couple things here updates not only on Kathleen Kennedy but I don't remember if we talked about Ryan Johnson in a while so that'll be interesting too not Kathleen Kennedy um, Patty Jenkins yeah uh, and then uh, the Game Awards announced their nominees and I do remember last year we named every single thing yeah that would be a little we're not much. doing that this time we're not doing that this time uh, if maybe just game of the year if there's a couple other categories we want to talk about, but game of the year is really the main one we'd want to just yeah run over fast. But with that said, uh, you ready to jump right in? Mm-hmm. All right. So first off, the big update for Activision Blizzard is that it came to light recently that Bobby Kodak, the current CEO of Activision Blizzard, the guy who gets all the bonuses, gets all this money, he's wealthy as fuck, like extremely wealthy yeah. to the point where like. You know, they were talking about people not being able to afford anything or bonuses or layoffs, all these things. And he's over here getting these bonus, like crazy bonus signings and stuff. Yeah. Like to put it in context, I a little bit like, I don't know, maybe. So he recently took like a two thirds pay cut to be like, I'm sorry, I'm going to take this seriously until I fix this problem that only I can fix. He still makes more money than I do. And I make like a decent decent amount of money. I mean, money I think job. I think if he cut his money to a tenth of what it is normally, it would still make money more money than Oh yeah. Did. Like he's still making like over sixty K. It's if it's it was nuts. a fiftieth, maybe you guys would be on the same not even you know, maybe you would be close if it was a fiftieth of his what he'd get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Because you saw how much he gets like from those bonuses. And that's the other thing. Same. That's not even including the bonuses. Yeah, that's just his regular pay. But the whole thing now is that Kodak apparently tried to block the removal of one of the like high higher ups at Activision that yeah. had sexual he allegations against him. He basically tried to sweep a bunch of shit under the rug. Very much so. And wasn't he getting his own? Um, I I, can, I don't know if this one's accurate or not. Was he also getting allegations or no? Yeah, it's one just of the that things. He's been hiding one of the things that came out in this Wall Street uh, Journal. Um, article was that he supposedly threatened to have an assistant killed for some reason i don't even know why that would have ever happened i hope he was just like 
super mad and was saying shit he didn't really mean, but like, I don't know. Bobby Kotick I mean, seems like a pretty evil person. It wouldn't put me, it wouldn't surprise me if he literally was like, it would be easier for me if she was just dead. But I don't you know. remember when Infinity Ward was still Infinity Ward, not mm-hmm. the current version, but the original version with like the actual like real team. When it wasn't was just it. Call of Duty Studio B. <laughs> yes. They left like remember they they a bunch of them left and formed respawn but mm-hmm. before that in the middle of modern warfare 2 when they were making the dlc there was that whole like lockdown there where they said like oh they had armed dudes there interrogating people and all this stuff you don't remember any no of that? i don't remember that why oh shit yeah there was a whole thing like uh where it seemed like there people were being interrogated practically because they thought like oh they're switching to ea and all this other shit and it was a whole crazy mess. They Jason West and Vincent Pella sued Activision and everything. It was it was a whole thing. Like it was big. It was like what what was it like two thousand nine? I want to say it was around like when you were graduate. It was like around high school graduation. Oh, that's, that's why, why it's, it's I yeah. Don't remember, don't that was like, remember that was it a while ago. Yeah, if you ever look it up, you'll you'll find it there. But he, you know, he was still CEO back then, so it wouldn't surprise me. If yeah. he did something like this now, too much. Like it's like, dude, the dude fucking had armed guards at the fucking studio. Yeah. So, but the employees now are rallying against this. They have signed a, a thousand people have signed a petition for Bobby Kotick to be removed as CEO. Yeah, of Activision Blizzard. The sad thing is, after this came out, like the board of, I guess the board members of, uh. Activision, God, I don't know. Members of the board, I don't know why I'm like blanking on the exact. Ladies like, and gentlemen of the board. Yeah, like they put out a statement saying they they like stand by Bobby Kotick, and it's just like, are you fucking serious? Like I know he makes you money, but like, are you serious? Yeah, where they may stand by him, but the other big wigs are not. And yeah. when I say big wigs, I mean Sony and Microsoft. So, and a bunch of investors too, apparently. But the fact that Sony and Microsoft both have put out statements going like, I don't know about Activision anymore is nuts. Yeah. So Jim Ryan, the current CEO of uh, Sony, or uh, I believe he's the current, he's PlayStation chief. He's the current mm. chief. Uh, he said, we outreached Activision immediately after the article was published to express our deep concern and to ask how they plan to address the claims made in the article. We do not believe their statements of response properly address the situation. And he also said things like, uh, he's disheartened and frankly stunned to read, has not done enough to address a deep-seated uh, culture of discrimination at the har- uh, uh, and harassment. So they're reassessing their relationship, basically, if there's no changes, potentially, yeah. it sounds like. Interesting. Which, you know, Sony and Activision have been buddy-buddy since PS4. Yeah. Uh, making it where it's, you know, the whole one-month early DLC for Call of Duty. Yeah, which used to be a thing with Microsoft back in the 360 days, and then Sony, I guess, like, swooped in and got that for them. But now, I guess they're just like, I don't know about these guys. Yeah. Maybe so let's not we'll do that anymore. See. We'll see if it changes. Whereas Xbox, you know, uh, Phil Spencer... Uh, is saying uh, he's evaluating all aspects of our relationship with Activision Blizzard and making ongoing proactive adjustments. And there's a couple updates uh, here. Let's see. 
I personally have a strong, I have strong values for welcoming an inclusive environment for all of our employees at Xbox. This is not a destination, but a journey that we will always be on. The leadership at Xbox and Microsoft stand by our teams and support them in building a safer environment for all. So, you know, the main thing that I uh, said before was that they're assessing or reassessing how their current relationship is as well. And there was uh, some response to this as well from an Activision Blizzard spokesperson. We respect all feedback from our valued partners and are engaging with them further. We have detailed important changes we have implemented in recent weeks and we will continue to do so. We are committed to the work of ensuring our culture and workplace are safe, diverse, and inclusive. We know it will take time, but we will not stop until we have the best workplace for our team. So, I mean, you can see things are still pretty fucked there, to say the least. Yeah, uh, and it's not I, just Blizzard. Yeah, so I, I've maintained. I haven't really played or I haven't like reinstalled anything. I haven't bought anything from them. I pretty much skipped out completely on Call of Duty Vanguard. Like, I, I'm not even yeah. touching that. I'm not playing Modern Warfare. I'm not playing Black Ops Cold War. Uh, so I'm. it's just not touching it. The frustrating thing is that after... Like, I actually recently was considering maybe playing some of their, like, games again. Because it's like, well, okay, they got rid of JL and Brack. And they're, like, they're actually making small steps to, like, trying to make listen to the fans and, like, what they want. And, like, how, how they want them to, like, behave better. Like, I know it's not a great example, but, like, they literally did change the name of McCree in Overwatch to... I think that was the least... It is. It's like that's that's like a whole. That's like a. That's what I mean. We did something, and it's like without the real changes. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, and then even Bobby Kotick was like, "I'll take a two-thirds pay cut," and I was like, "Well, that's not that much, but it's at least it shows me that maybe they are gonna try." And at this point, I'm just like, "Well, I guess I'm back to just ignoring them entirely." Yep. Crazy times. Yeah. But. No, nothing else at the moment besides this i guess we'll i don't want to like it's like the whole thing where we we kind of we're killing ourselves trying to stay on top of things with like you know ray fisher and yeah. all the stuff at warner brothers and this time this thing we also want to do but just not like every single week where it's like this new thing it's going to be like yeah. if there's something big that's actually groundbreakingly changing where it's like oh a, a solution has actually been found or Something like that, then I would say, you know, we'll talk about it then. But otherwise, don't think we'll be doing this every single week or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the other news, though, uh, lightening it a bit, but also still not positive. Oh, positive or not positive, depending on how you want to approach it, is yeah. uh, switching to film, in which uh, we're going back to Star Wars, folks. I recently, like, posted on Instagram a whole, like, news thing about Patty Jenkins' uh, Rogue Squadron movie being uh, delayed without a new date. And, you know, it was supposed to come out in 2023, a part of that whole Avatar Star Wars switch-off, where Avatar 2 comes out December 2022, and then it'll be Star Wars and Avatar and so on and so on. Uh, It is, since it's been shelved, you're like, oh, oh, okay, well, this is happening, I guess. And there's a lot of different ways to look at it. One was, uh, I guess the easy way. Well, she's filming Cleopatra with Gal Gadot, uh, as Cleopatra. And she's also going to be doing wonder woman three for better, for worse. And 
maybe that's taking more time because those are probably coming before this movie will. And now there's uh, some new new news here. So this is from a uh, this is from Puck News, and it says here that uh, according to a few insiders, it was the dreaded creative differences. Oh, Specifically, no. Jenkins couldn't agree on the script with Lucasfilm executives, including senior VP Michelle Rejuan. That's not unusual, of course, but it's laughably a re- recurring problem at Lucasfilm under President Kathleen Kennedy. So huh. uh, this is from an article by Matthew Baloney, by the way. So uh, not spelled like the meat baloney either. <laughs> but yeah, so creative differences. And part of me was also like, did, did they watch 1984 also? Was that was that yeah, part of the like, Oh no, maybe not her. <laughs> but yeah, so Rogue Squadron might not be happening or it's like one of two things. It's it's not happening at all. And uh, Jenkins is out. Or maybe they go like solo, which, you know, might not happen because of how solo went where, you know, uh, what's it? Uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Is that their name? I forget. Uh, the guys that did like 21 drum street, the Lego movie and stuff. Uh, the Spider-Man enter the spider verse. They were doing solo and it was going to be more comedic. Potentially it was, it sounded really fun. And then Disney like, you know, Kennedy was like, we don't like this. Don't do this shit. You're, you can't do this. And they go, well, we're not going to do this movie. We're not going to do the movie if you don't let us do it the way we want to. And they're like, okay, bye. And then they got Ron Howard to direct instead. They oh, could yeah. do something like that where they replace her with another director who, uh, who isn't as creative. Like, I don't mean creative like in terms of talent. I mean, uh, they don't want people to be as creative in like difference of their own like roadmap they have in their mind it could also be like so we mentioned well actually no we never talked about wonder woman 84 because we want to do that for uh cut a steel at some point but like it's not good (laughs) yeah but one thing you mentioned at some point was like it's weird that it's the same director for both movies but the main difference is that patty jenkins also wrote wonder woman 84 so maybe she's just like not a great writer so maybe they did see wonder woman 84 and they were like okay maybe let's just like not have her write rogue squadron and just have her direct and we'll just get someone to write it i don't know i really don't it was know. a whole she kind of went george lucas with it where it was only i mean the whole thing with 84 was she was only surrounded by yes men yeah that's also true just like episode one yeah but yeah and it's interesting <laughs> to hear this too because... far in some places <laughs> you you wonder like does this mean the Taika Waititi stars movie or the Kevin Feige stars movie will move forward because like potentially you know those movies would be coming out concurrently like what 2025 2027 so they'd be a ways off but maybe they move up now or or you get more Avatar and it's like Avatar mm. 2 and Avatar 3 two years back to back and then James Cameron's probably like oh <laughs> cool finally right, those are being put on by Disney I totally forgot yeah because the whole fox merger yeah oh that's weird and yeah, yeah it's so. it i don't know if i'm just like forgetting some movies but it feels like there were a bunch of star wars movies lined up for like years and after the la- uh the not the last jedi what was the last one rise, oh, of, skywalker. Yeah, rise of skywalker so like all of a sudden it's like 
where are the Star Wars movies? All so, right, they're all being turned into series. Put them on D- uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. So let me let's let's go over that really fast. Actually, like, all right, if we're going way back, we had. Sorry, that was a uh, We had a few different things. We had the Zack Snyder Seven Samurai Star Wars movie, which sounded really cool. And then that got pretty much like turned down completely. And now we're going to see it on Netflix's Rebel Moon. We heard rumors of a Obi-Wan movie that is now a Disney Plus series coming out next year. We heard rumors of a Boba Fett movie that is now a Disney Plus series coming out next month. We heard about a potential Yoda movie. That is nothing, and I hope it, nothing ever happens from yeah, that. Yeah, I can't even imagine what that, that would be. We don't need Yoda as a main character. We never will. Don't do that, ever. Please do not do that. Uh, and then we had, of course, you know, Rogue One and Solo. Rogue One made it out after it even had, like, reshoots and stuff, because if you watch the first trailer, it's visibly different than what we actually got. And Solo was supposed to be a trilogy, in which, you know, he'd be going after... It'd be weird, because his arch... His enemy in this would be Darth Maul, which would have been crazy uh, among, like, Amelia Clark's character and Kira... I think her name is Kira. And uh, you'd see more stuff... You'd see Jabba in the second movie and stuff. It was going to be interesting. It didn't perform well, and to the point where then it took out all one-shot Star Wars movies, or, like, spin-off movies, if you will, uh, besides the main trilogy. And... Uh, now we're potentially i don't know if it's going to continue where it left off but we're getting a lando series uh with donald glover and we'll see how that goes uh, and where that takes place exactly now that then leaves uh, a few other things there was going to be a trilogy from uh dnd david benioff and db weiss uh the guys that did game of thrones and you know after the last two seasons half-assing it and not doing a full 10 episodes like they were supposed to. They were like, oh, we're going to do a trilogy of Star Wars movies for Disney. And then it didn't work either from creative. It, the rumor was creative differences. But also, I personally like to think that it was karma for them fucking up Game of Thrones. And I never want to see them touch Star yeah. Wars either. Because I would have sucked ass. And I would have been really angry. Uh, but there, that was another thing. So that was another trilogy right there. So... So far, we either have things coming out in Disney Plus or they're just gone. Now, here we get to the final four. We got the Kevin Feige movie that's we don't know anything about. We just know he's working on a movie. We have the Taika Waititi movie. Don't know what it's about. We just know he's working on a movie. Those are the only two now confirmed stars movies we're getting in the future. And we don't know when it's going to mm. be. Basically, like I said, I think uh, the... The latest you'll see each one, not sure which one in front of the other, will be 2025 and 2027. That is my bet, unless Rogue One changes everything to where you're going to then see it anywhere between 2023 to 2027, because then who knows, maybe they take the even years instead of the odd, or they like replace uh, the Rogue Squadron date, which would be crazy because that seemed probably a lot more far along, if anything, too. But I don't know. The two now that we know are for sure then shelved, if not canceled outright, is the Ryan Johnson trilogy, which I don't know if we ever touched up on, and now the Petty Jenkins Rogue Squadron movie, which uh, it is also confirmed his trilogy was shelved. And, you know, he's, like, doing Knives Out 2 and stuff. Like, he's working on his own stuff, which, you know, is better because I, I don't know if... I, I said it before, 
I don't know if Ryan Johnson would do a good new trilogy or not because it if it's not touching the existing characters, it could be good. And it's one of those things where it's like maybe Return of the, maybe Last Jedi was just a bad movie for him, or he just can't do Star Wars. It's like one of those two things because yeah. so far, like I've liked Looper, I've liked Knives Out, so it's like a hard thing to go by for that kind of thing. But yeah, that's where we're at now. We we're at like basically one trilogy that started and then got canceled. We have two trilogies that were going to be made and both were destroyed before they even made it out. And now we have a Rogue Squadron movie that didn't make it out either. And now we have two unknown movies that are in the works. That is Star Wars right now in theaters versus, you know, the whole like golden age of Disney Plus. Yeah. uh, Which is kind of what you kind of feel like they intended at the same time because Disney's not really worried, it seems, about the box office anymore, considering they are dominating with Marvel. They have Disney Animation. They have Pixar. They have Fox. Like they, they're not short. They have live action movies, which not, they can afford to put some on Disney plus now because they don't need to put them all on theaters anymore. Like there are, they have enough now where it's already too much for theaters that they don't even have room anymore in the, in their theatrical calendar at this point where it's becoming a problem for like their competition, like Warner brothers, MGM, Liongate, if they're still around, I forget if Liongate's still around and other yeah, studios sure. and stuff. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know anymore. That's actually and really MGM's owned by Amazon now too. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But yeah, that's that's Star Wars, man. Whew. All right, moving on. Or anything to say about that at all? Any opinion uh, on that? I think that was pretty thorough. Okay, cool. And last thing here, Game Awards. Uh, just real fast, we got our nominations for Game of the Year. They are six games as follows: Death Loop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread. Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. So, so yeah. of those, the only ones that I've actually personally played are uh, Metroid Dread and um, Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Uh, I know a lot of people liked Resident Evil Village. Uh, I think they're just horny. I don't know. Like I, so <laughs> the Game Grumps are playing it right now on YouTube, and so, no, it's not the Game Grumps. It was it's the uh, other guys I, I watch. Uh, RKG. They uh, they used to work at uh, IGN UK. Anyway, but like they're playing that now, and I'm just like, oh, I I now see what people mean by the whoever does the voice acting for Ethan Winters is like bad. <laughs> it's just it's like. It keeps every time the main character speaks, it pulls me out of like the scene because I'm just like, who fucking talks like this? Oh uh, so and I OK, so at least of the two that I've uh, played, I really, really liked Dread, but I don't know if I would necessarily say it's my game of the year. And I think that's partially wow. just because I I really, really enjoyed Ratchet and Clank. Wow. Like yeah, from was... start to finish, I just absolutely loved that game. And it just it looks phenomenal. It, you know, it's, I know it's like not maybe the best uh, bullet point to be like, it shows off the PlayStation selling points of fast loading, but like that it honestly is really convenient that like there's basically almost no loading in that game. So, and it's just like super fun to play. Like all the different guns, like some of the guns are pretty similar, but like they're all fun to use. Like, I liked all the characters, even the even the new ones that they introduced to the series. I really liked. 
I do really want to play Deathloop though. Like that, I do too. I like, still have to play Deathloop. Yeah, and, I just, uh, I just haven't gotten around to it, but it looks like such an interesting game, and I, I love time loop type things. It's one of the mm-hmm. reasons why I really want to play um, the Forgotten City as well, and that's on Game Pass. I should, I should play that. Um, what was the other one after uh, Deathloop? In Dread, it takes two. It takes two. Yeah, that also I didn't get around to, but I just remember all the podcasts I listened to like raving about it when it came out. Yeah, I've only played Ratchet and Clank, and I do want to get to the others. And it's hard to say too, because like I do at the end of the year, like probably closing, I would say around either Christmas and New Year, do an episode on uh, our top games, f- uh, movies, and shows of the year and stuff, um, along with like kind of what we're looking forward to, our most anticipated stuff for the following year. And one thing I do want to do is because, you know, I've been blasting through my backlog from 2015 through like 2019. And I do want to uh, do a whole uh, game of the year run of like seeing what my games of the year were for each of those years. Now updated, like with playing all the games I wanted to play from them. Uh, albeit though 2019, I'm not done with yet. Like I still have to play fucking Outer Worlds and Death Stranding. Oh, uh, yeah. Same. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I know I'm at least. I doubt those will be done by the time that episode comes out. So if anything, I'll at least have 2015 through 2018 plus, uh, honestly, 2020, uh, because the two big contenders there we've talked about many a time over. And then uh, 2021, like the way I see it is I can name what I think it is now. And if I want to, after I play more stuff, I could always come back and update it and be like, oh, you know, I update my game of the year for 2019 and 2021 specifically because now I've played like Deathloop and Resident Evil and uh, Outer Worlds and Death Stranding and stuff. But we'll see how it goes for that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, there's a shit ton of categories here. It should be interesting how it all goes. Um, you know, you guys can look it up and see what they are. But uh, yeah, interesting list of stuff there for sure. Um but we're not going to list it like last year, or otherwise we'll be here forever. With that said, that's all our news. Are you ready to talk Eternals now? I am. Okay. And that's it. We're done talking about Eternals, guys. I yeah. uh, hope you <laughs> hope you enjoyed this episode. No, like, but... I don't know. I guess my, my two-word review would just be, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. That's the thing. It's like, it's not bad it's got it's it's got a lot of cool stuff in it like i liked um camille nanjani as uh uh kingo and his valet was like hilarious oh like, yeah he was great but like you know, like alfred <laughs> yeah but like i think you know i was trying to put it into words before we started recording but it's like i think my biggest problem with this movie is that they also if, sorry guys spoilers uh oh, if you haven't watched the movie yet spoilers for eternals yeah yeah but at least so far it just it felt like marvel wanted to lean into what they're good at which is introducing likable characters that people you know want to remember and stuff like that and that's fine in most of the other movies where they only have to introduce like one or two new characters like Shang-Chi just introduced, you know, one, you know, a couple new characters, really. Uh, but, and so that movie didn't have to spend too much time on a bunch of different backstories. But for this one, you know, they had to reintroduce Kingo. They had to reintroduce Icarus. 
And uh, they had to reintroduce Tina. what is it, ten characters? Yeah, like wasn't a, it a team of ten people? It was a lot of people. And All right, let me, let me let's Cersei, Icarus, Thena, Ajax, Kingo, Sprite, Fastos, Makari, Druig, Gilgamesh. That's, that's ten. Yeah, that's ten. Uh, and yeah, so a lot of this movie was just reintroducing these characters and getting them all back together. And so f- for a while, I was just like, so what's the point of this movie? Yeah. And, you know, the, like they, they introduced the um, the deviants and like, I guess that like the whole movie, they were basically supposed to be like a red herring of like the, the bad guys are the deviants. And in the end, they kind of just were there. They were, everyone was just there. You're like, well, you know, we're stopping the celestial and then there's also the, the, everyone's here, but they're all finding each other, but no one really is picking. There's not really, it's just kind of random. Yeah. You have Icarus fighting one person. You have Thena fighting. I looked up, so IMDb says Bill Skarsgård played the uh, deviant. So you have it, the clown playing the deviant. Yeah. Weird. Huh. uh yeah so it's fighting angelina jolie being like i'm yeah. a clown and so like before this movie came out i was like really nervous that you know the more i looked into the eternals and the deviants and like their history in the comics i was like damn there's a lot of crazy shit that they could like introduce using this movie but also it's going to be really hard to do that if they're introducing like a bunch of characters like what what could this movie possibly be about and it ended up being not anywhere near as complicated as it could have been, which I guess on one hand is good, but at the it's same just, time, it they yeah. oversimplified a lot of things. Like these these Eternals are interesting, but they're not really what they were like in the comics. Because in the comics, I mean, obviously, just look at the way they're looking. Like, <laughs> well, it's like in, so in the comics, as far as isn't I isn't it literally just like practically almost like it's like seven out of ten of them are just white guys yeah well yeah that's part of the problem but like that's i meant more like they so that was actually like a decent update to the characters is like they actually had a lot of variation to them but like in the comics imagine imagine it actually if they had done it the way it was used to be it would just be like actually 10 white dudes and be like oh that would have been weird but like so in the comics the eternals and the deviants are basically just supposed to be like different types of humans that were experimented on by celestials the eternals are supposed to be like perfect humans that were made to look as we are supposed to look i guess and that's why they like they never age they never change because that is how they are meant to be but like the deviants were like the opposite of that of like a life form that they have a really fast rate of genetic mutation and change so they evolve really quickly yeah. So that's why, like, way back when human regular humans were still, like, in cavemen times and stuff, the Deviants had, like, a full technological city and stuff. So, but these Deviants in this movie were basically just, like... I'm an weird, animal. Yeah, weird animal beast things that just, like, killed things. That's all they were, except for the one that got intelligent for some reason somehow by it eating Ajax. It sucked off Selma Hayek and was like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm smart now. I can heal myself. It was and weird. Sucked, and it, it sucked up. Uh, what's his face? Uh, who's Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh. I gotta, I gotta yeah, I liked that guy. It was um, uh, Don Lee. Mm. Yeah, which I knew I knew him from somewhere. I was watching the whole time and I'm like, I know this guy. 
I know this guy. I've seen this guy. Where is he That's from? the fucking strong man from Train to Busan. Oh, it was that guy. Uh, I knew it. I knew I saw him. I was like, I know this guy. I like this guy. I've seen this guy from something. Yeah. I like him a lot. He's also in The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. If you guys haven't seen that, it is a Korean Western. It is insanely good. Insanely mm. good. Go watch Good, The Bad, and The Weird if you can. And then if you haven't seen Train to Busan, guess what? Go watch Korean movies. That shit's amazing. Like, yeah, go watch Korean movies. Good. They're really good quality. Go watch Parasite too. Just go watch, go watch The Host. Go watch all the Korean movies. But back to the much less interesting Eternals. Yes, it's just yes, like, yes. Yeah. Other than introducing all the different characters and like, I liked all the different characters. Like I thought Druig was going to be a complete dick because his power is literally like mind control, but he actually ended up being my favorite. I thought he was actually really interesting. Yes. But like, so, but that's the problem. Other than the characters being interesting, the, you know, when they finally get to the main plot of like what the whole point of the Eternals and the Deviants even are, I was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> and you know, going in, I've talked about this movie before, and what was there were two things I wanted, uh, and which I got, but like I got, I got the very bare minimum of pretty much like, which were very bare minimum. One was I wanted to see Kit Harrington and Richard Madden oh, yeah. meet in person, and they do it. It's basically like I don't like you, and you're like, oh god damn it, and that was it, and you're just like, oh okay, so that's it for Robin John Starks. That's fine, I guess. And then the whole Black Knight thing that they wait for they it till the end which so bad we'll we'll talk about kind of what would be coming up next uh i guess t- towards the end of it right. but overall like it, it just it there's so much to cover compared to like when i think of not joss whedon's justice league but Zack snyder's justice league obviously you know you get four-hour movie you got everything done you, you introduce the flash you introduce cyborg pretty much and they had a and flash in this one <laughs> Yes, they, they, shut up. She even uh, can't even time travel. Don't even start with that shit. But they, you know, they they have a lot that they do there when you watch that four hour movie, and you get a lot from those characters, and you end up near pretty much tearing up for a new character you just saw because you're watching Cyborg, and you're like, oh my god, this hurts so much. You know, Cyborg is talking the truth here, and then you have Guardians of the Galaxy. It introduces five people in one movie along with like all these other new characters you've never met before and they pulled off james Gunn pulls it off the suicide squad they pulled off albeit they kill off everyone very quickly to pull off but they do it either way eternals 10 justice league 6 guardians 5 suicide squad like 6 after everyone else is dead but the point is like it's 10 characters they're trying to pull off there not to mention you've got fucking john snow right there too for like yeah. a couple minutes. And also and the, what's his and face? And the Celestials themselves. Like they had to introduce Arishim too. And you got fucking Karun. The, the ballet who's just like the heart yeah. of the movie practically. <laughs> just with his comedic. Are you filming? I've been filming the whole time. So. Yeah like I love that. He, <laughs> like so King Kong gets that one like headshot kill on the Deviant. He's like tell me you got that. I got it sir. <laughs> so fucking good. You don't even see me. You just hear it in the background. Yeah. That that was actually comedic genius. That was that was good. That was really good. Like it, it this movie does have its moments and it has a lot of it has so much potential charisma. Just mm-hmm. looking at the cast. You have Angelina Jolie and yeah. Salma Hayek. She was great. In a Marvel movie. Angelina Jolie. You have Richard Madden. Salma in a Hayek Marvel was dead movie. the whole time though. So it was a little bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You have Selma Hayek's corpse in the Marvel movie. Yeah. But 
the whole thing, like, all these big name people to the point what's funny is, like, you know, uh, Richard Madden and what was the actress's name for Cersei? Uh, Gemma Chan. They were the top build cast over yeah. Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek, but those were still I can like see that. They were like really the main ones. It's like Angelina Jolie was mostly a side character. She wasn't in it for that much. Yeah. And the whole thing with her, like her character is like having a lot of mental issues, uh, mental yeah, instability like, or mental instability. The idea is like they're eternal beings, but like I guess their minds can't handle infinite memories so eventually if you don't reset them they just like start to crack and that's what started happening to angelina jolie and i thought that was really interesting yeah like it was honestly really sad when gilgamesh was like dying in her arms and he was just like just please remember and she's like i will i'll keep on remembering like i don't know there's i like like you said there are moments and they, like I said, it's full of characters with a lot of charisma, mm-hmm. a lot of charisma, but you don't have much time with any of them. That's mm-hmm. the issue. And because you're dividing up between all these different characters, they're doing flashbacks. They're showing me fucking Bill Skarsgård, Deviant Man, who's like, I'm breathing and yeah. I can think now and I have dude, still no purpose. That, I'm not really a villain because no one really cares. Dude, that Deviant has a name. They made a toy Crow. out of him. Crow. Crow, that's his name. And he's like sort of important. yeah and he's like sort of important in the comics but like and i may have heard at some point that he had a relationship with thena at some point maybe and then she just like straight up kills him immediately i was like oh okay i guess he wasn't important at all i mean you know he was before that he was like a dog so or like a bear deviant so you know you don't you don't you don't hit that I, know? I really didn't understand why the more eternal power he absorbed, he, like, looked less tentacly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, like I said, it just lacked focus on any characters. It lacked villains because yeah. it's, it's like, you know, Shang-Chi showed, like, with everything there, you're like, oh, this is... This is like this is a villain we've wanted to yeah. see for a long time. This is actually probably one of the the best villain now in the movies, practically besides like a couple others. But this and Black Widow was kind of whatever. It was like middle tier in terms of villain and stuff. You're like, I was still people, and you're like, okay. But this one is just like, dude, I we're going backwards. I we're going backwards in terms of Marvel is. quality of villains again. Like, dude, like, cause who's the villain? Is it Arishem? Is it, is it is it the new Eternal it, the, that was just trying to be born? The celestial, so yeah. celestial, like the new Celestial, like it was just trying to live. Like, like is uh, Icarus the bad guy because he he kind of turns evil at the end? Like, no, like he didn't want to. Uh, and then commit suicide yeah. right after. <laughs> and he kills himself. That I was just like, whoa, are they actually doing he, this? Like, he flew what? too close to the sun. Ah. Yeah, I, I know that's what they're going Which, for. Which, all those but, saying, like, yeah, he's strong like Superman, it's like, I mean, Superman really. wouldn't die going to the sun. So, you know. I don't know. This he, he did... If Superman ran to the sun, he'd come back 50 times more powerful than he was previously. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, the, like, Icarus was, like, an interesting character, but he, he kind of just felt like Superman diet. <laughs> or diet Superman. No, Superman Zero. Uh, yeah, that's much better. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's Superman Zero. But, Sorry, Richard Madden. I love you. I love you. Like, you know, like, again, I wanted to watch this movie for you, but goddamn. Again, it was all very well acted. All the characters were interesting, but it's just like, 
I literally cannot tell you who the main villain is supposed to be. Is it just, is it supposed to be a disaster movie where it's like, there is no villain, but like, I mean, the, if we aren't doing, does, can we just watch 2012 instead with John Cusack? Yeah. And like the deviants weren't really the villains. Cause it's like, you're just genociding my people. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you who the bad guy is or like, I mean, I can tell you kind of what the conflict was, was like, is it, morally right to sacrifice all life on earth to potentially bring life to hundreds of billions of other lives on other worlds like is that like and i couldn't tell you whether it's like right to do that because it's like obviously killing killing eight billion humans plus all other life on earth would still be it wouldn't be good but it's like, how do you say that all life on Earth is worth more than all life on hundreds of potential other planets that seed life? You know, so I guess Quite the predicament. So, yeah, that's the thing is like it, it the movie poses an interesting ph- philosophical question. But, yeah, it's like other than introducing well, I live here, me, so I don't really want to. Yeah. So other than introducing interesting characters and posing that one interesting philosophical question, like, yeah, there's not really a main conflict. It kind of, the end of the movie just kind of happens really fast. Yeah. I guess, is there anything you want to say about specific characters or anything else about the story before we get into like the end portion Mm -hmm. of it? I think, like I already mentioned that Druig was probably my my favorite, but I think part of that is just because like, I really like his like, irish accent or i think it's irish i think it might be irish yeah like uh and the fact that he has like possibly one of the most sinister abilities of the of the uh, eternals like he has mind control but he literally just wants to use it to like stop humans from fighting each other because he like can't he can't really like reconcile having the ability to stop like that much pain and suffering but like not being allowed to so like yeah. I thought that was a really interesting character. And then also um Fastos. Like when you meet him and he's like he was like basically he was the one that was introducing technology to humanity bit by bit to try to go, uh, lead us towards a better civilization. And then it got to like Hiroshima in 1945 and he saw the the devastation that humans can cause and he's just like I was Whoops. wrong. They're they're not worth saving. These people are not worth saving. And he loses faith in humanity because of, you know, what we have can do to each other. And then you fast forward, you know, 70 years and he's he's got a family. He's got yep. a son that he's adopted with his like uh, his uh, partner and it's just like I I liked that he was able to at some point see like, okay, not all humans are bad. And like, I see the good in humanity in my family every day. And I want to believe that like, it's that they are worth it. So like yeah. those two characters really stood out to me. I think for me, the ones I care, I was looking more to like, I guess the one I wanted to see a lot more of was probably um, Makari. Yeah, she was like, Makari was not barely there much. Yeah, Makari and Drug were definitely a really fun duo of characters yeah. that I definitely want to see more of. Gilgamesh uh, probably was really also, great. Yeah, we then, didn't get that much time with him, and I thought he was really cool. I thought, you know, Kingo and Karun were good for comedic effect. Yeah, I, I like Kingo. More. Was... Yeah. Yeah, I think I just really like uh, Camille Nanjiani. I, he's fu- fucking hilarious in pretty much everything I've seen him in. 
Cersei and Icarus felt a little stiff otherwise yeah. like compared to the others just because you could tell even though they're the main characters it's like oh where it's the love story and it's like what else and it's like what do you mean <laughs> and you're yeah. like oh okay all right but yeah i mean thena could have thena was cool every everyone had their own little thing going on and then i guess getting now to the end of it like we end it with three dead yeah yeah because ajak is dead mm-hmm. icarus is gilgamesh dead. is dead and gilgamesh and then yeah, Icarus. <laughs> Icarus Dude, when he flew there. into the sun, I was like, "Wait, what?" I thought he was gonna go off and like reconvene with uh, Arishem somewhere or something like that. Like I thought he was gonna go find the Celestials, but like, nope, he just kills himself. Yep. And then uh, Sprite turns into a human, so now she's pretty much off the board as well. Yeah. So now she doesn't have to stay Tinkerbell anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I mean, good for her that she got a happy ending, I guess. Yeah. So. That left out of ten, six uh, Eternals, and that's like uh, plus one more at the end. Yeah, but <laughs> exactly. But Cersei, Kingo, and uh, who Hephaestus uh, get pretty much kidnapped by Arisham. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, okay, shit. So they're off, and then you have um, Druig, Makari, and Thena on the ship, and they're gonna basically go rescue them from Arisham. And they're now going to get help from Eros, who is Thanos' brother, who looks nothing yeah. like Thanos, which then brings into a lot of question of then what kind of people live on Titan. So, <laughs> yeah, I was talking with Daniel about this, and Daniel thinks that this actually makes Thanos make more sense in the MCU. Also, it's Harry Styles. What? No, okay, so... Eros is played by Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God. it is actually a thing in the comics that thanos is an eternal but like he was born with a deviant gene which is why he looks different oh that's why they made him grimace yeah so it's it's why he's like super strong and why he doesn't look like any of the other eternals but he still has eternal genes and stuff and that's why he's like basically immortal (laughs) and stuff like that um so i guess yeah thanos is canon an eternal but also it's I don't know if this is what they were going for, but maybe that's what happened to Titan. Like maybe it wasn't that it literally like died because of like war and in starvation and stuff like that. It was literally an emergence happened and maybe Thanos saw like, Oh shit, this is what happens to planets that have too much life. And that's why he decided to wipe out half of all life to stop the emergencies. Oh, that would be interesting. And yeah, if that's true, that would that would actually be really interesting. Cause yeah, too bad he's dead. Yeah, too bad we can't ask him about that. Yeah, too bad they didn't really use utilize him at all. They just kind of was uh, like, oh, he's in a ton of movies as the guy at the very end that they know, showed for a second. I guess Eros could explain that. Like he could be like, yeah. oh yeah, that was my brother's plan the whole time. He, he knew about all this shit. He wanted to stop it. Why'd you stop him? Uh... But, and also, what's know. this? Who who the fuck was uh the 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 little the goblin nematode Pip? Yeah, voiced by uh Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. Yeah, that was interesting. I was like, what the fuck? Am I supposed to? I I, I fucking it, don't. I'm care. sure it is like a character from the comics, but I could not tell you. I just was like, oh, we're are we getting into this point of the MCU? Are we are we at this level now? I well, guess we are. I mean, to be fair, that's one of the reasons. That's like one of the only reasons why I think that um, 
oh god the dc show the doom patrol that's like one of the only things that doom patrol does that's like interesting to me is that they they do reach like super deep into old dc comics to get random shit that you would have never heard of before like beard hunter so i guess it's like interesting that marvel's also finally feeling like hey maybe we could do random crazy shit like the goblin pip (laughs) that's true but so yeah we got three kidnapped eternals three eternals going after them plus fucking eros and goblin man and then we have one other thing uh kit harrington's character um what's his name again dane whitman pip apparently his species in the comics is called laxadaisians never say that to me ever again (laughs) anyway dane whitman played by kit harrington abilities teleportation was about to tell Cersei his whole secret of, oh, my family is a lineage of, like, the Black Knight and shit. And, you know, she yeah. gets kidnapped. And he's literally this like, is where... turns out my family's got some history to it, too. Yeah. And what was cool was, you know, you see him get the sword. And it's like all this fucking Lord of the Rings shit starts happening where it's like, it oh, looks super cool. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. And you get super excited. And before we get into the other voice, like... Let's think for a second here. Does is this is he basically going, oh, Black Knight is gonna go try to rescue Cersei. Right? I think that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, because he still loves her. Mm-hmm. And she was just literally taken from him by a fucking celestial. And that would be fucking insane too, because he's got like the sword of King Arthur pretty much. And it, it'll be just so cool to see this happen. But we also then hear the voice of blade and yeah. i checked imdb mahershala mahershala ali yeah is credited or he's uncredited but he is voiced as blade yeah so we we saw it at the alamo and like one of the dudes that worked there actually like he someone was asking about it and they he he like i guess overheard them and mentioned like yeah that's blade and i and immediately i was like oh shit that is mahershala ali's voice oh my god what weird that we like the first time we I can't even say see Blade in the MCU. Like, it's it's just like, we hear his voice first. It's interesting. I don't know I don't know why Blade would show up right there to help the Black Because he Knight. also has a sword. That's true. <laughs> I don't know, but who cares? I was like, oh, fuck, this is everything I wanted. And, you know, at the end of the credits, it says the Eternals will return. Yeah. And you got to think about it then, like, is there going to be an Eternals 2? Are they going to be in someone else's movie? Is it going to be um, a Black Knight movie? Or is it going to be like a... I think like, it's... What kind of movie is this going to be? The easiest way for them to reappear would probably be in Thor Love and Thunder. Like they might show up at some point because that is going into more space stuff. Because like the last time we saw Thor, was he was like about to go... Sure. Because, you know, Thor Love and Thunder takes place before Guardians 3. And Thor is just oh, being Guardians 3. Oh, that's true. So that okay, I, forg- more, I forgot. It, that's, that gets a little tricky there. Yeah, yeah, no, I forgot about that. So it would be Guardians 3 then. Because, like, that would be the next space-faring-looking one. And I believe those movies are coming out in 2023, right? Like, Thor Thor is 2022. Uh, but isn't... So? Is Guardians 2023, I believe, right? Uh, they had, like, a whole schedule there. Because remember, like, it was, like, uh, 2022 is, like... Um, 
Thor, Marvel, the Marvels, Black Panther 2, and then um, I think there was like one more maybe. I can't remember if there was a, a fourth or not, but they had those. And then I think like the next set was like Guardians 3 and I forgot everyone else who had movies coming. <laughs> I forgot uh, who else there was, honestly. Um, shit. I, yeah, I forgot all the fucking... Hang on, let me... Doctor Strange is 2022. Thor Love and Thunder oh, is 2022. Uh, I'm just going to look at... You know whose filmography helps out here? What? Kevin Feige. You just look at <laughs> Kevin Feige's <laughs> stuff. And you just look at his upcoming projects. Yeah, so... Oh, Guardians yeah, comes out Thunder. So Guardians actually comes out after Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, the Marvels was delayed. Oh, that's right. I forgot they were delayed. Yeah, Thor Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, Black Panther are all 2022 and then 2023 is the marvels guardians and ant-man and the wasp and then the only movies scheduled after that are blade and fantastic four okay okay so the soonest we're seeing then like a either sequel to eternals a black knight movie or a like answer to that story would then be potentially 2024 like in three years possibly it's kind of crazy right yeah because they're delving old they're delving deeper now where like all the in terms of the variety but now it's like shit you gotta wait this long which i'm not really like crazy for at the same time it's more of i want to see what it's more of like i just want to know what happens next yeah but the movie itself still wasn't like anything to talk about really if that makes sense yeah Overall, though, I'd say, I don't know. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'd give it a five. Yeah. Which it's not, so the the five is literally smack dab in the middle. It is literally indifference. I'm indifferent to this movie. Yeah, I'd say it's It's not like a four to me is mediocre. A six to me is okay, if that makes sense. So I'm just, yeah, I was, I'm indifferent to it. Yeah. That's how I feel overall. I did, like I said, it, it has a lot going there. And I think if they did do a sequel, I think the sequel could do a lot better because you killed off a bunch of people, at least. Like, you killed three people and you had one turn into a child. So, it would only be six characters now, unless you count then Black Knight and then Eros. Okay, so then there's eight characters, so it's still pretty packed. But (laughs) But you've at least already introduced most of them, so, like, you could just focus on story for the most part. Yeah, you should be able to, like, actually pull more stuff off here with it. Um... Which, the weird thing, too, is Selma Hayek's character, Ajax, apparently is signed on for multiple movies, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, that's super weird. I don't know exactly what she'd be in at all. It, it's really hard to say, like, what she's trying to do or anything, because looking at, like, her upcoming projects, it's just like, ha- oh, she's in House of Gucci? What the fuck? Uh, there's just untitled Selma Hayek project that's her own project. So we don't know exactly what she'd appear in. It's like, when you think about everything, would she appear in Doctor Strange? Would she appear in, yeah, Thor or or uh, Guardians? Would, like, I don't think she'd appear in Black Panther uh, or um, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, that'd be kind of random. So it's it's really hard to say exactly how she, if she even does come back. Like, was that a rumor? Was that actually true? So who knows? But yeah, yes, interesting. 
at least if they actually do something with her, I'd be very curious as to how they'd actually bring her back. All things considered. But yeah, if anything, it might just be for like the various flashbacks or whatever, but I can't think of any yeah. other reason why she might show up. Cause again, she was dead like this entire movie basically. Yep. So I think that's it for Eternals guys. That's all we got for it. And we're about an hour, seven minutes in. We don't need to go an hour and a half, but let's see. I think I might skip on gears five. I don't know if that's enough time to talk about it or not. Um, what do you think? Think I should go for it? No, I feel like that might go on for a while because I also, I mean, I know I probably talked about Gears 5 when I played it a while ago, but I don't think I really, really got into it because you hadn't gotten to it yet. Okay, so yeah, I'll say that. Instead, then, I'll talk about Resident Evil Remastered really fast because I played this during Extra Life, James. And oh, okay. I tried it and... I forget how late in the night it was. It could have been like 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. I was playing this game. And I was laughing so hard. Oh, yeah. It's I was super in cheesy. Such, I was, no, I was in such disbelief as how much this game aged. Even if it's remastered, how much this game has aged and I couldn't do it. I couldn't fucking play. Well, it it still was like when I... controls and everything. The camera, the camera style, it was yeah. so wretched i couldn't do it it was like it was like when i was playing elder scrolls arena and daggerfall for like 20 minutes i'm like uh, this is fucking ridiculous i'm laughing and i'm like i'm done with this <laughs> it was like the same thing for this one where i'm running around and it gives you like limited saves so i'm like oh limited saves how the fuck am i supposed to do anything in this game and there's a zombie coming and i'm like i'm gonna run away from the zombie i start running towards the zombie because the camera angle goes the opposite direction and i'm like this isn't what i wanted and I'm trying to learn, like, the combat controls. I'm, like, shooting the zombie, and it's not dying, and I'm punching. I'm, like, trying to stab it, and I have to run away, because if you stab it twice, it'll come and attack you. And I'm just, I'm, like, laughing throughout this whole thing, but Resident Evil Remastered, which I will also put Resident Evil Zero with it, because I just feel like it'll be pretty much the same game, practically, uh, are definitely products of their time. Where, and like I said, I could be wrong with Resident Evil Zero, but I'm just skipping ahead here. And because the whole thing I talked about, I'm going to play the Resident Evil franchise and I'll start at the beginning and work my way up. And if there's something I don't like, I could always skip ahead. And I had like three tiers, I think. I said like I'd try one and if I liked it, I'd play zero and then two and three and so on. If I didn't like it, I'd skip to two. And if I didn't like two, I'd skip to seven. And I just skip like four, five, and six altogether. And so far now I'm at like, okay, so one didn't work out. I'm going to skip to two. Um, but it doesn't work for me. It, it's just very cartoonish. I was cracking up by like looking at this and like thinking about the first movie and looking at the new movie coming out. And I'm like seeing like just from the very beginning of entering the mansion, I see like the similarities, how they actually are getting it with the first, this new movie. But also I'm like, it still looks really fucking bad at the same time. Uh, and yeah, everything about this was just funny. I couldn't couldn't do the camera angles. If anything, I'm probably just going to YouTube the story for one and zero. And eventually, like I'm not even going to jump onto two now because I'm just going to play the games I currently own. But either if it comes on PlayStation Plus or I just uh, buy it when it's on sale next time 
then I'll play two and try it out and see how things go. But I also don't know how I'm going to be with the Resident Evil franchise. Like, it's like I said, a franchise I never really touched much of. So I don't know how I'm going to do with it. I do love Dead Space, so I'm hoping, like, you know, it, it wasn't... Would you say Dead Space was influenced probably by Resident Evil, right? Uh, absolutely. Because it's like the survival thing with, like, limited ammunition and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm hoping to at least see how it goes with two at the very least and just see what happens there. But yeah, it's those camera controls. That was probably the worst aspect yeah. of it followed by like everything else. But at least I had a good time laughing about it for about, I want to say I played probably for an hour maybe because I kept trying and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> but yeah, interesting time. Resident Evil remastered. That's, that's all I got <laughs> on that fucking game. Just uh, games that are aged are great for that time, but then you play them now, and they're not meant for now. They were meant for then, not now. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I could do one movie really fast, and then I think we'll cut it off there if that works. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So I watched the movie The Abyss, James Cameron's movie The Abyss, for the first time a a bit ago. That was a fucking great... I had such a good time... I finally got to see Ed Harris be a main character and not like a villain that gets killed somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm just huh. like, oh, sh-. yeah. Ed Harris always plays like a villain. This one, I'm like, oh, he's like not bad. But I love the whole story of it being like an underwater base. I, th- I think it was a base. And like Maybe the like alien craft. Lab? Yeah, it was like some form of, yeah. And like their soldiers are there coming in and there's like a weird alien thing coming around and you're like, oh God, is it going to be a horror movie? And it turns out it isn't. It's like the complete opposite because like as someone that watched James Cameron movies before, I've watched fucking Terminator and Aliens and stuff. And, you know, after Aliens, you're like, oh, this is like underwater aliens. And you're like, no, the aliens are nice. They're they're peaceful. They're very sweet and they actually help out and stuff. And they're just saying hello. And I was not expecting that, nor the fact that they're like pink. They're like glowing, like pink things that are just floating around and stuff, talking to them. I forget what her name was, but like the the main female character, uh, the whole the whole thing I thought was just really cool, just in concept because like the design of the base itself was really awesome. I did ex- I did like the like the brief villain was the military uh, yeah character. who just like went who, nuts started cutting himself. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, we got we got to do the thing, man. And you're just like, what what are you are you high? Uh, but oh yeah, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Yeah, she played Lindsay. That's what her name was. But that was crazy. You know what the craziest part too was? The crazy guy. <laughs> the crazy part was the crazy guy. But he was played by Michael Bean. Lieutenant Coffee. That was Michael Bean. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's in all the other James Cameron movies. He's Kyle Reese and he's Hicks. And oh, Alien. yeah. Yeah, so he's just in another one. And he's like, yeah, so you know how you played the guy that is Sarah Connor. He's John Connor's dad and also Sarah Connor's like protector. And he's like Ripley's friend in Aliens, and he's like a really, like, he's a really good Marine. And this one, I need you to play a guy that goes crazy and then <laughs> just tries to destroy everything and tries to kill aliens. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. But overall, great movie. There's not, like, it's, there's not too much to say about it. Like, it's very straightforward. People in research see Alien. Yeah. I mean, really cool visual effects for the time, for sure. Oh, yeah. Very much so. And, yeah, just Ed Harris. I would say the performance with Ed Harris when uh when Lindsay's dead, dude, he's trying yeah. to bring her back. 
that was some Oscar shit right there. I don't I don't know if this ever won any well, awards, like, but this dude should have gotten best actor for yeah, like, that. For context, like, there's there's like a scene where their submarine like breaks down and they're like close enough to the rig that they could like swim back to it, but they don't have like enough suits for everyone or whatever. So yeah, like I guess the the female lead, she like elects to let herself drown because Ed Harris is like a stronger swimmer or something like that. So she's like, you would get us back to the place faster. You just need to bring me back within like four minutes. And dude, that was so fucking tense. Dude, she got pale. Yeah. She was like very pale. They did they did such a good job with it. Um yeah overall great movie you guys if you haven't seen it like honestly go watch every single james cameron movie <laughs> like just go watch all he of does them a pretty good job generally <laughs> yeah you like i think the one that has the worst story is probably avatar yeah and even then it's like visual it's a technological like powerhouse oh yeah in terms of like it's just like new his technology least, being used his least interesting movie is still fucking cool <laughs> Yeah, it's hella cool. I fucking, I bought it for like $5 and it was like a special edition. I was like, oh, cool, sweet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was The Abyss. And I think that's it. That's all I got. All right. uh, there, I could talk about more, but we'll save that for another episode. Uh, that has been Sutra Side Talk. Uh, if you guys want to write in, you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. You can send us uh, comments, feedback, or send us questions you want us to read on the show. You can also subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. If it's Apple Podcast, please give us a five-star review. And uh, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, at Side Talk. Uh, I just did a new TikTok video on the uh, Daredevil game, or rumored Daredevil game, because I am saying it's a rumor, because I just said uh, it's, a, it's a whole thing. You got Just watch the video, and you'll understand, guys. But uh, you could also follow James on Twitter, at InvaderJim124, and you could follow me on Twitter, at GogoComzilla. And we still got Sutra Side Watch happening this month. Uh, it's more James Bond stuff. We're hitting. Uh, we just talked about Goldeneye last week, so that's out there. And we're going to be doing an episode on Casino Royale as well, so you could check that out. And I'm trying to. I haven't landed a date or even asked anyone when they can record yet. But Cut a Steel, we're going to do our next episode. It's going to be on Birds of Prey. Uh, and of course, after that, probably the glorious Wonder Woman 1984. Mm, Merry Christmas! That'll everybody. be a fun episode. <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll be done with all the movies, dude. At least the mainline theatricals of the DCU. But uh, we got those coming up eventually. Um, we'll have another episode of Up To It, Down To It sooner, hopefully, than later. I'm thinking we might do something either Halo-related or Dune-related. I'm not too sure yet, though. Uh, and next week on this show, we're going to talk about two specific shows. Star Wars Visions and Arcane the league of legends show on netflix so we'll be talking about those if we have more time as well and the news isn't as crazy uh with what we had with the allegations in star wars uh then maybe we'll talk some gears 5 as well we'll see what happens but yeah until then have a great week you guys thanks for listening